You know, whether it's the price of gas or inflation, and, you know, inflation is clearly caused by too much government spending, and, and that's the people in charge printing, printing too much money and spending too much. Well, and that and the fuel price, because you got to stop everything moves by fuel. Yeah. Everything. And as long as the fuel price is up there, the price of the, the finished goods has got to be up there also to either that or losing money. Yeah. Well, you were in the trucking business, yes, right? Sir. So, what? I mean, you know that. Like Quite the back well. of your hand, yeah. So, I mean, explain to folks who don't understand that, that pretty much every product in America is moved by by trucks. And so if that goes up, the cost of doing that goes up. It does, yes. Rice fuel is everything. The airplanes, yeah. everything is fuel. Everything is based on fuel. You want to have a shirt on your back if it wasn't for a truck getting it there somewhere. Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All right, welcome to another episode of American Potential. It's kind of a different studio I'm in today. I'm in the Prosperity is Possible bus, which is traveling the country right now. And you know, my favorite stories that we share on the podcast are stories of ordinary Americans who just decide that enough's enough and they take action. And we talk about that a lot, but that's what's great about America is in America, a single individual can make a difference. And uh, we've seen that through a lot of episodes of uh, this podcast. And, you know, we've talked about Americans for Prosperity and the Prosperity is Possible bus tour and it's traveling around the country. We, we talked about some stories from the road on what we called the True Cost Tour before, and a couple of young men, uh, Javen Folsom and Clayton, uh, both on that tour. And we, uh, I want to introduce you today to a gentleman who's making sure the bus gets where it needs to be. And he's a Navy veteran who went on to work in the trucking industry and in road construction where he impressed people with his driving skills, which helped him get the job of driving the bus around the country. The thing that may surprise you is that my guest, Charlie, is 79 years old. And why did Charlie decide to take up this opportunity that has him up before 5 a.m. on some mornings. So we're going to find out. Charlie Gates, I welcome you to the show. Charlie, thanks for being with us. Well, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so, I, I mean, why did you take this job on? That's what I first want to know. Curiosity more than anything, I think. <laughs> okay. I uh, like antique tractor rides, and I was on an antique tractor ride the 4th of July, and... Uh, and guy come up to me and he says, would you be interested in doing that? He says, my brother asked me to do it. I don't play politics. And I said, well, I try not to either, but I said, I'm going to give it a shot. So, and Roger Strang, brother, Mark Strang, Kent works for the company. And so, uh, one thing led to another and a week later I was talking and and I agreed to try it out for a while. So what what made you what made you want to 
to to do it? I mean, just curiosity, or was it also, you know, you kind of see what's been going on in the country and you want to make a difference? Well, to see what's going on and curiosity and uh, something different new. I was done on a lot of tractor rides for the last 10 years, and it's getting to be tiresome, and I thought, well, try something different. Now, I talked to you last night. We had dinner together, and I, we were talking. And, uh, you know, I kind of asked you, you have, uh, you have some daughters. You have, you have a wife. And, I mean, what do they think? Are you just up and leaving and deciding you're going to gallivant across the country? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm very blessed. I've got a great family. I've got a loving wife of 58 years. I've got a couple of daughters. I'm very proud of them. Yeah, a couple of granddaughters and a son-in-law, and uh, they're just fantastic. My oldest daughter is a, a school counselor, and my youngest is a, a semi-driver with her husband. They two men all over the country. My granddaughters are in college, and uh, youngest one's studying to be a doctor. And uh, I just, my wife went. A, Asked her about this. She said, well, when I was in the Navy, I was gone six months at a time and home eight months and then gone another six months. So she kind of learned to take care of herself. And then uh, same way when working construction or when I was in the trucking business, I was gone quite a bit. So basically she's been by herself a lot. So yeah. this was nothing new. She says, if you want to do it, do it. So <laughs> she's very supportive of me. Yeah. Well, you're a lucky man, Charlie. Talk, I am. As, as you're as you're talking there, that's that's uh that's fortunate and and um, what a blessing to be married for so long to such a great woman. It sounds like so. Congrats. Yep. Um, how often do you talk to your wife? Do you talk to her every day? Oh no, no. <laughs> About twice a week. Okay, gotcha. I'll gotcha. call her tonight, and I think the last time I talked to her was three days ago. Okay. Well, aren't you worried like she'll get rid of one of your tractors while you're gone? <laughs> well, that is a standing joke. Uh, I joke often joke at my uh, when I pass away, the first thing to be on the sale bill will be my tractor. <laughs> you were but, telling me how many trackers do you have? You would have to ask me that on camera. <laughs> wouldn't you? I have seventeen presently. Wow! Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Well, great. Um, so what's been your, so you, how long have you been on the tour as of right now? Uh, I started a little over a month ago, the 15th of July. Okay. And uh, they flew me to D.C. and I picked up this RV and drove it to Cleveland, Ohio. The first week we was all over Ohio touring. And then we went basically a week in West Virginia and then to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we flew home for three days then, and then back to Pittsburgh and done a week's tour of Pittsburgh again, and then back to Ohio for a couple of days, and now down here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And you'll be going for how long? I mean, how long does this tour go? Well, it goes to the end of September. We're leaving here in a little while for Wisconsin, and after Wisconsin, we're going to Montana nevada arizona are, are any of these states you've you've never been to or have you been to all of these states i have been to all of them but uh it's a different type of atmosphere and whatever yeah and in all honesty 
what's amazed me the most about this tour so far where I've been retired 13 years before I've done this and I'm just back in rural Central America I can't get over the, uh, the variety of people that I've met uh-huh. on this tour and yeah. it's, it's just it's unbelievable from what I've used to right um, okay, so you have two young men, uh, Javen and Clayton, who are on the tour with you. And I don't know how old they are. What, how old would you say? Or do you know how uh, old? Uh, Clayton is 21, which is the same age as my youngest granddaughter. And okay. Javen is 24, which is just a year older than my oldest granddaughter. Okay. So <laughs> and so I had a little adversity at the start with because I thought, I don't know whether this is going to work out. <laughs> They're young enough to be my grandkids. But yeah, we have gotten along superb. Yeah, we really have. They're great guys. Has it uh, being around them, and they are great guys. Yes, they and are. you know, we hear so much about the younger generation and things like that. Has being around them kind of uh, given you a little more faith in in that that generation? In the younger generation, yesterday sure has. I've they've impressed me tremendously. Yeah. I mean, they're fighting for liberty and freedom, and they understand how precious it is. That is true. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it's a rarity. You don't see a lot yeah. of people in in America fighting for that. We kind of tend to take it for granted as, as citizens. Yep. But um, So that's great. Well, um, so anyway, you've, gotten, you've, you've become good friends with these yes, two have. young men, huh? Yep. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So you travel... Like you travel and then like you just eat at a restaurant every every Whenever, night yep, and, yep. and you guys. So do you sit and figure out what place you're gonna, what restaurant you're gonna go to? How do you do that? Yeah, basically. Would, well, what do you think of this? Well, that's all right. Let's go. <laughs> we just you know whatever somebody comes up with an idea. Well, let's try it. Yeah. Who who usually wins those? Do do you guys ever have disagreements? And if you do, who wins them? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a very easy, easygoing guy, easy to get along with, it seems so. Well, some people want to agree with that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Um, so do you have any good stories about them, about the two guys? Because they're not in the bus right now, so this yeah. would be a good time to tell it. Well, Clayton, when we're going and getting in a rather small area, he's sitting over there in the right seat, and he'll say, can you make this? Can you make that? <laughs> yeah, I can put it in there. <laughs> and here, probably two weeks ago, after about three weeks on the road, he says, I don't know why I keep asking you, you can do it, because you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Javen is just fantastic. He's, uh, I'm pretty antiquated when it comes to electronics. And they put the directions in my phone for me, and we go from there, but I'm getting where I can do it a little bit better, but I'm a slow <laughs> learner that way. So you just use like, uh, you know, some kind of mapping program that. Yes, and, we uh, just on the maps on the iPhone. And yeah, we put it up there, and it comes off on the big screen, and just all I got to do is follow the road. Anybody could do that, that's right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so we got to hear some stories about them. Um, you know, last time, because uh, they were on this, the true cost tour. And so we heard lots of stories and stuff. Do they keep it kind of, do they keep it reasonably clean in here? 
Yes. Do they? Sure do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So you served in the Navy, and thank you for your service to our You're country. Welcome. We were talking. You were in the Navy. You served on P3 Orions. You were yes, an engineer sir. on Flight P3s. Engineer, yes, Flight sir. engineer during Vietnam. Yes. And so how long were you in the, how long did you serve? I'd done 10 years of active and 12 years of reserve. Wow. So I got 22 years, basically. In yeah. Between active and and reserve. And I'm just, just short of 10,000 flight hours. Wow. Well, great. Um, and we were talking a little bit about how you, how you got into the military and it was a great story. It kind of reminded me of what, uh, when my dad would tell me why he joined the Navy. Um, and you were saying that you basically knew you were going to have to go to the military. And so you d decided you didn't want to live in a foxhole and wake up in a foxhole, right? You thought That's you'd right. get us caught on a ship somewhere. And <laughs> yeah. They joined told the Navy. Me three hots and a cot was better than sea rations than a foxhole. <laughs> I joined the Navy. Yeah. Well, that's great. And again, thanks thanks for your service on that. So as you've seen, you said you're not really a political person, right? No, I've always been very conservative. I was even, at one time, I was registered as a Democrat, and I held a public office on a township board as a Democrat. But uh, I have uh, guess I've got my eyes open since then. Was that... Uh, but it's what, conservative. What what years were like? When were you a Democrat? Were you? Would you say you were like an FDR Democrat or a, or a John F. Kennedy Democrat? Is yeah, that, I was conservative all the time. Yeah, I've always been pretty conservative, and uh, I think I was on the board for oh ninety eight to oh two or something like that. Mm -hmm. Four years on the township board, and. I mean, you know, John Kennedy was a pretty staunch, like, you know, on uh, on defense spending. He was he was all kind of a hawk. Uh, he was a very strong anti-communist, um, you know, pro-life. Yes. Uh, those sorts of things. But um, when did you did did you just see that maybe the party had changed and you shifted or? I believe in my lifetime it's changed from fellows years ago told me. A blue dog, what they called a blue dog Democrat, was very conservative. And I guess that's what I could have been labeled uh -huh. as a blue dog. But in my opinion, the roles have basically changed. Because when I was a kid, I was told that the Democrat was for the working man and the Republicans for the rich man. Mm -hmm. But I really believe the roles have switched now. Hmm. Yeah. Why, why do you think they've switched? And that, that's very astute. I think a lot of people do believe that, that, that that's happened. But tell me why you think that. Well, that's a good question that <laughs> I don't know as I can answer for sure. Because I think that the, uh, the sad part and all, they say anybody can be president. But in my opinion, you got to have a very wealthy and fat back pocket to even be able to run for president. And I don't believe the Constitution was designed for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, some of these policies that you're out on the road with this Prosperity is Possible tour that you're out highlighting, they really impact the working man, right? And oh, that's they certainly do. Yeah. Yep. You know, whether it's the price of gas or inflation, and, you know, inflation is clearly caused by too much government spending, and, and that's the people in charge printing too much money 
and spending too much. Well, and that and the fuel price, because you got to stop everything moves by fuel. Yeah. Everything. And as long as the fuel price is up there, the price of the, the finished goods has got to be up there also to either that or losing money. Yeah. Well, you were in the trucking business, yes, right? Sir. So what, I mean, you know that like Quite the back well. of your hand. Yeah. So, I mean, explain to folks who don't understand that, that pretty much every product in America is moved by, by trucks. And so if that goes up, the cost of doing that goes up, the cost of every product is going to go up, right? It does. Yes. Price of fuel is everything. Airplanes, yeah. everything is fuel. Everything's based on fuel. You want to have the shirt on your back if it wasn't for a truck getting it there somewhere. Right, right. Um, as you've as you've traveled on this tour, I'm sure you've gotten to meet some interesting people who who came by. Do you have any Do you have any stories of maybe people you've talked to or you've met or uh, it, you know just anything that struck you as maybe a family that that came by or anything you can think of? Everybody has been very nice and polite and. Uh, I'm a little old-fashioned, I guess. If, if you don't agree with my terms, I think, well, you don't know what you're, think, what you're thinking with. And we was in, uh, I can't even tell you, Bowling Green, Ohio. We had a protester out there, and uh, she's talking about how great bionomics was. And I thought, woman, I don't know where you come from. What planet did you come off of? <laughs> <laughs> but I did not converse with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's she has every right to do that. She does. Yeah, she I sure don't think does. most Americans feel that way. I think most Americans connect to the fact that these bad policies from the Biden administration are I, I are hurting too. them. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's uh, that's the, those are great stories, and I just can't get over. I I think this is great because here we've got uh, we've got a seventy nine year old man hanging out with 21, 24-year-olds and driving across the country and getting along. I'm sure they're learning more from you than, than you're learning from them, but you're probably learning a little from them. I too. am learning from them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Charlie, thank you for, I mean, thanks for doing this. And, well, and I hope that it's enriching you and, and you're uh, learning a lot. I've, when they first offered me this, I did get on the internet. Helped, my daughter helped me get on the internet and checked in, and where it kind of stemmed I, from what I've read from the Tea Party. And I was part of the Pike County Tea Party back when it was going back a few years ago. And yes, I've always been pretty conservative on my way of thinking. And because, in my opinion, our government, our country could be so much better than it is. It's a great country now, but it could be so much better if we didn't have so much money thrown away over senseless stuff. And it seems like that's all Congress wants to do. And I've learned in my lifetime, it's a lot easier to spend somebody else's money than it is your own money. Boy, that's, that's good wisdom, Charlie. <laughs> On that, we'll leave it. I don't think we're going to get any better than <laughs> okay. that wisdom right there. But thank you. Thanks well, for thanks I for thank joining you us. For yeah, me. you got it. Okay. Well, this shows you exactly how someone, one person, can make a difference by by just taking up the banner. Here's Charlie at 79 years old, who just decided, you know what, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do this. And I mean, certainly he's changing. I think he's having a great impact on the lives of of the two young men that he's that he's traveling around on the bus with. 
But think of all the, the countless people he's bringing the message that, you know, government is the cause of inflation. Government is the cause of high energy prices. The reason you may not be able to afford uh, a car or a truck that in some cases now cost $100,000 is because government regulation. And so um, Charlie is, uh, is sacrificing to do that. And uh, sounds like he's having a little fun while he's doing it. But it was great to bring you the story of Charlie and the story of the Prosperity Is Possible Tour. And if it comes near you in the coming weeks, make sure that you stop by and visit with Charlie and, and the rest of the team. All right, thanks for joining us on American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.